At Bellwether this month, not only are we celebrating Christmas, we're giving thanks that we now have a new worshiping home. And our Christmas series is titled, Welcome Home. So many people think about home during this season. So many people miss home. We sing home for the holidays. So we're using this time as we move into a new home to ask ourselves, where is our true home? Is our home in Jesus? Yes, we can come home for the holidays, and yes, we're thankful for a new worshiping home. But most important, for us and for you, we want our home to be in Jesus Christ. So this month, we'll see what is life like when home is in Jesus. Thank you for listening to our podcasts, and we do hope you will find your true home this Christmas in Christ our Lord. Thank you. Would you all join me in a prayer? Heavenly Father, we remember this season, the star that shone long ago. And I pray that we would see in the midst of all of our activities and events, cooking, preparing, planning, gathering, that we would continue to see the light of Christ. Uh, We'd see it at church. We'd see it in relationships. Uh, We would see it maybe where we think uh, it might not be, but that your light would shine, and then we would not just see it, but we'd we'd pick it up and we'd live it because there's so many who need your light and need your love, and we are called to be the light of Christ. So uh, may we as a church family uh, do that and be that more by the power of your Spirit. Uh, and may it happen today in our midst uh, to those who, who need your light. And it's in your name. Amen. If you would, turn with me to Matthew chapter 2. We're going to read verses 1 through 12 today. Familiar Christmas story. But more so than that, we're going to be talking about this theme that we've been saying the last couple of weeks about welcome home. This is Bellwether's new home. We want all of you to feel at home, and we want it to be a home for you, uh, even if uh, you may think this is not your home. We'd love for it to be a home and a place, not only where you can gather, but experience community and love and mission and purpose for Christ. Two weeks ago, we opened this building up. We talked about finding purpose and place in Jesus. Last week, we talked about expectations that we can have in Jesus, and they should be great because he has a purpose and a mission for all of our lives. And today we're going to be talking about wisdom, wisdom when our home is in Christ, and reading this familiar story about the wise men. So Matthew chapter 2, you can read along, I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 12 says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the child was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, For so it is written by the prophet, You, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. 
For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. What is wisdom? I don't know about you, but I, I want wisdom. I want to grow in wisdom uh, from people, from God's word, most importantly, from prayer. But what is wisdom? Many of us probably have individuals in our lives that we think of as mentors, uh, men and women who maybe have seen and experienced a bit more of life than we have. Uh, now, I love history and I love politics, and there's a, uh, there's a group of individuals that if you read history in the 20th century, they call them the wise men, and they advise presidents uh, really in, the, in this last century. And to be a, a wise man you know, means that you have experience and have this knowledge and the relationships, and they advise. And some of us, too, have our, our wise men and women that we call upon. Now, there's also, you know, like folk or folksy or, or down-home wisdom that's just, just common sense. Uh, but maybe it's not common sense. Maybe it's something that, that we might not believe. And I was, I was thinking about wisdom as I was working on this message. I said, you know, what is, some, what is some just good folk wisdom advice practically? So came up with, with four things. And, you know, I guess if you get nothing else out, you'll, you'll get this folk wisdom. First thing would be that uh, if, you, um, if you eat or drink or whatever, chicken soup, it actually does help cure the common cold. I didn't know that, but supposedly it does. Another thing is you can feel and sense the weather in your joints. So if you're aching or if you have aches, I mean, you can predict the weather. Something that is wise wisdom is if you have a big decision to make, sleep on it for a night before making it. And then last, I didn't know this, but some of y'all may find it very relevant. If a woman eats a lot of bananas when she's pregnant, she's more prone to have a boy. So, I know Marcus Dukes, I know you're thinking back there. Some of y'all don't know Marcus Dukes. He's got three girls, he and I talk, but uh, they say it's true. They say it's true. If you eat a lot of bananas, you are more prone to have boys. I don't know if Linda ate a lot of bananas, we got three boys. But anyway, folk wisdom. And maybe your grandparents or maybe, you know, great aunts, uncles, they, they do this. But what is real wisdom? Uh, the Bible speaks of wisdom. Uh, in the Old Testament, in Proverbs... It talks about the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Uh, Jesus talks about wisdom, but he says it in a little different way. Jesus says, you know, may you be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. And that doesn't, I mean, I, we love Jesus, we love his words, but wise as serpents, that's, uh, you know, Jesus says some hard things. That's a, that's a hard thing for me. I mean, I hate, I hate snakes. And I want to share just a brief story about this that pertains to wisdom because you know, a lot of us are not very wise this time of year. I mean, we go, we go, we go. We, we nearly kill ourselves with parties, with buying, with decorating and everything. And 
This past week, I was not very wise. I really wanted to get our Christmas cards out. And, and usually, Linda, you know, she does, I don't know what you call them, but, but I think they're labels. She labels them, and, and you stick them on, and it's real easy. And, and she's not feeling well. She's coughing right now. I love her to death. And she's like, man, I just can't, I can't go there this, this week. So, man, we've got to get them out. I mean, it's December 12th. You know, I mean, it's like early. She's like, it's December 12th. And I'm like, we need to get them out. So I was like, well, I'll just write them out. And she's like, all right, write them out. Here you go. So I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to one up. I'm going to write them out. So, you know, 1.30 a.m., uh, Thursday night or Friday morning, I mean, I'm still writing them out. But they're out. They're out. And anyway, I, um, not wise, the next morning, you know, it was painful. The next day, painful. And Linda then says, I'm going to get him back. I'm going to get him back. He thinks he's so, so good and all that. So that morning, I'm getting dressed, and, and this ties into the serpent deal. I'm, I'm putting on my shoes, open the closet, and in my, my boots, my boots are kind of up there. See this little thing sticking out of my boot? What, what is that? Well, and then it hits me. It's a snake's head. A snake is sticking out of my boot, and I, like, jump. I mean, I, like, you know, I mean, really jump and really scream. I don't want to blow up any more lights. But... And I hate snakes, and my boys have these play snakes, and they'll put them everywhere. So she had put a snake in my boot where I opened it up, and she's like, I'm going to get you. I mean, that was not wise of her, because I'm going to get her back. But (laughs) all that to say, this time in the busyness and trying to get it all done, you know, we we often are are not as wise as we should be. So what is wisdom? What is biblical wisdom? Well, not only is this passage about the wise men, I believe we can see uh, good uh, biblical wisdom, but I also see the wisdom that we can have when Jesus is our home. And I think we can see that if we ask ourselves three questions. Three questions that I would highlight out of this passage. The first question would be, in obtaining bi- wisdom, in obtaining wisdom when Jesus is home, what do you see? What do you see? The wise men said, we saw his star. They saw a star. Now you say, yeah, they saw a star. But let's go a little deeper into this because here's what was going on. I mean, the wise men were living in the east, it says. But they were living in a place of wealth, of opulence, of high culture. And they were seeking something more. And this star led them to Israel, ultimately to Bethlehem. Which, I mean, it was like the boondocks. I mean, it wasn't like high culture, wealth, opulence, all of that. They, they had wisdom. They had culture. They had, I mean, they were living the high life, and they sought something more. They were trying to see something more. And God revealed it, but they also saw it. And I say that to y'all is God reveals himself to you, to us, daily. Do we see it? Do we see him? So I ask you this Christmas, what do you see? And it's interesting because see and seek are so similar words. What are you seeking? I mean, do we see, and is it the only things that we see are our our gifts? Not only, you know, what we give, what we get. Do Do we see the Christmas cards that we get? Oh yeah, they sent a Christmas card. I'm so, so glad. Do you keep an eye on the cards you get and those maybe who don't send you a card this year? Yes. Invitations to parties, is that what we're seeing? Is that what we're seeking? Our toys, 
our relationships, being in the know, being in the I don't know, high culture or you know, whatever it is, status we want to call it. Wise men had that. And they were seeking something more. Do we see this place as a building or as a beautiful building? Or do we come and we see Jesus? Are we seeking uh, connections and, and relationships? Or do we really seek Jesus? What do we see? What are we seeking? That is the beginning of wisdom. When you look in the mirror, do you see this great man or woman? Or, or do you see someone who is, like we all are, broken and needing of love? And you see a humble man or a humble woman? What do you see? What are you seeking? I do believe the beginning of wisdom is, is seen in a different way. What do you see? Second question, what gives you joy? Joseph and Catherine and, and Reed were up here and they were talking about joy. Joy coming from Christ. What gives you joy? The wise men said that uh, they saw the star, it reappeared, and they had this great joy that they rejoiced. And it says that because, you know, the star actually did not begin in the east and lead them. The star, they saw the star, they went, and most biblical scholars think that it, it came out again. It reappeared when they were in Jerusalem. So they rejoiced. They saw the star, and then it led them. I love how this passage says it came to rest over the place where the child was, and it brought them joy. And you say, yeah, 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 great, you know, that Christmas story. Let's think a little bit more, okay? Again, these wise men, they came from a place where, I mean, they had it all. And they were living the good life. And the star led them, get this, the star led them to, you know, whatever you call boondocks or like Hicktown or out in the sticks, first off. Second, to a stable, a barn, a shack with straw and animals, and they rejoiced. I mean, just that thought, and it impacted me this week as I was preparing this, where they came from, where the light of Christ led them, and they were joyful. Straw, dirt, animals, manger, barn, boondocks, and they rejoiced at that. So I'm going to ask you to ask yourself, I mean, what truly gives you joy? Is it those things that I mentioned earlier? Or is it Jesus? What Christmas really means, God with us. I came across a, uh, a quote, and I don't know who said it, but I didn't. But it was so good, and it speaks to really our personal need for Christmas that I wanted to read it to you all. It says, Christmas is for those who go to wing night alone. Christmas is for those whose bodies have been wrecked by cancer and can't even imagine having another Christmas. Christmas is for daughters whose fathers never told them they were beautiful. Christmas is for those who are really, 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 really lonely 
and are now only really, 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 really lonely because of social media. Christmas is for marriages in trouble. Christmas is for the son whose dad keeps giving him hunting gear and he really wants art supplies. Christmas is for the adulterers and the prostitutes who look for love in the wrong place. Christmas is for the college students who come home to family gatherings and can't wait to get out so they can get drunk yet again. Christmas is for those who have squandered their family name and fortune. Christmas is for those parents who are watching their child's marriage fall apart. Christmas is for those in a mess. Christmas is for me. I really like that quote because it talks to me about, man, wherever we are. And we neaten our lives up, but there's, there's messiness there. We all need Christmas, but we need it because Christmas means that a perfect God came down from a perfect heaven to live in our mess. And, you know, Friday afternoon, I mean, we had yet another example of the messiness of this world. Came to the mess of a stable, came to be with us so that we never have to be alone, never will be alone when our home is in Jesus. That brings me joy. That's what I have to remind myself every Sunday when I come to church, every day. And all these other things that we believe bring us joy. We know it's like fool's gold. Our real joy is God with us. Christ our Lord. Last question is then, what do you give? Because the wise men, they found their joy. They came to him. It says they worshipped him. And they offered him their gifts. Literally says they offered him their gifts. And the gifts of what God had given to them. They gave to Jesus. And so I think we need to ask ourselves, what do we give? And, and that's like, you've probably heard that before. You've probably heard that in sermons. I mean, that's, you know, what do give back, give, all that. But, I mean, think about it uh, in a new way. The wisdom of the world is the more you get, the more you win. You know, he, has, who, he who, she who has the most stuff, you know, wins. And it's interesting in that... And I hadn't been like in ministry 30 plus years, or, but even in 10 years, no one, no one has ever come to me, sat down, like pastoral talk, and say, you know, pastor, I really struggle with greed. I've had people come to me and say, I really struggle with uh, addictions, alcohol, drugs. People said, hey, I really struggle with pride. Hey, I really struggle with adultery, really struggle with porn, really struggle with lust. How do, no one's ever said, I really struggle with greed. And it's in us all just that we want more, we want to get. And yet the gospel is about giving. God who gave his son, we who give. And we need to ask ourselves, what, what do we give? What do we give of what God has given us? Yes, our gifts, but also our time our talents, our very lives. Because the truth is, and and I believe this is true wisdom, we know that when we give to Him, we're going to get so much more in return. And it's not just like heaven whenever we go meet the Lord. It's this day and this time. It's a sense of purpose. It's a sense of place. And that's not a church home. That's home in Jesus. 
We get so much more when we give ourselves, our lives, our time, what he has given to us. So how do you, how do you find true wisdom? How do you know if you have true wisdom? How do you know even if your home is in Christ? I believe those three questions. What do you see? What gives you joy? True joy. What do you give? I hope you'll maybe take some time this, this season and ask those questions in your life. And what's so interesting in the story of the wise men, we also get that there's a, uh, there's a pattern, there's a line, there's a connect the dots that these things kind of happen. And, and here's what I mean by that. First off, the wise men saw something different. They saw the star. And that led them to a different type of joy, to the Christ child. And the different type of joy led them to give in a different way. And the giving in a different way then also led that they would follow and obey God. And he's like, what do you mean by that? Well, God then said, don't go back to Herod. They followed God. And I say that is when you begin to see different, then you begin to have different joys. When you begin to have different joys, then you begin to give in different ways and in greater ways. And you follow God more. So all of these connect. The seeing, the joy, the giving, and the following. Last thing I'll say is a verse. It's going to be up on the screen. You don't have to go there, but it's 1 Corinthians 1.30. What's true wisdom? It's simple. It's Jesus. It's what's above all of us. It says, In Christ Jesus, whom God made our wisdom and our righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Christ Jesus, our wisdom. Jesus is your wisdom. The wisdom of the world says get. The wisdom when home is in Christ says give because I've given all to you. Wisdom is Jesus. May we have him more this season. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I come to you and there is a a wisdom of of man or humanity that is, that is to get and, and to have the, the relationships and the connections and, and, and all of that stuff. And, man, I've just, I know others here have seen it, and I know I've seen it, that, that it, leaves us, it, it leaves us false and it leaves us uh, without hope. And I, I pray that people would, would come to a, a new wisdom, and it's Jesus. And people say, well, how is that wisdom? It's that he came to us. And wherever we are in our lives, whatever we've got going on, he, you meet us there. I pray we'd know that. I pray we'd understand that. I pray that we would believe that your grace and your love just changes our entire lives and we would give our lives to you and stop seeking for so many of the wrong things and hoping that joy will come when we get the wrong things and that we only give so we can get pray that for our people. I pray that for this church. I pray that for my life. In his name we pray. Amen.